solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, listeners out there. Welcome to Locked On Texans, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your news and team every day. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's. And I can't do this show by myself, of course not. The best co-host in the city of Houston, Cody Davis. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. And for everyone wondering why John and I did not post on yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, the Locked On family, at least for the NFL side of things, we are finally in what we like to call the offseason. And yes, we know this is a daily podcast, but since we are in the offseason, at least for the month of June, we're only going to be posting three times a week. I just wanted to throw that out there really quick. Yeah, we're um, not going to be uh, your team every day. We're going to be every other day. <laughs> yeah, every other day, except for Mondays, because you know we record these shows the night before. And look, I want my Sundays. I just want a month where I can enjoy my Sundays. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, John and listeners, but every other day we will be. But on this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, since it is June, June 2nd, as a matter of fact, John and I are going to revisit the trade market for Deshaun Watson with the financial implications starting today if the houston texans were to trade deshaun watson today they will be hit with a 5.4 million dollar cap hit and a 16.2 million dollar cap hit for next season basically deshaun's new team and the houston texans will be splitting his current contract for this season and next and john i wanted to talk about this today because you and a lot of other people believe that we are going to see a trade for Deshaun Watson sooner rather than later. And then we're going to close out the show. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, we're just going to close out the show, just giving our two cents on what the Texans could be looking at in the trade market if it wasn't for the nonsense going on with Deshaun Watson. Let's just say if Deshaun and the organization was still in and it still had a good relationship with one another. I'm pretty sure there's a possibility John and I will be analyzing how the Texans could go out and get Julio Jones. So we're going to just have some fun at the end of this show. But of course, we're going to start off with the latest news surrounding the Houston Texans with the signing of running back Rex Burkhead, who spent the past four seasons with the New England Patriots. Last year, he only appeared in 10 games before his season came to a premature end due to a knee injury, a knee injury that he did, in fact, sustain in the game against the Houston Texans. And he ended the 2020 season with a total of 274 yards, three touchdowns on 27 carries. Now, look, John, listeners, we all know that as of right now, as of June 2nd, 2021, the Houston Texans literally have a total of five running backs on their roster. And don't forget Dontrell Hilliard. In that case, it's six. Ladies and gentlemen, with the signing of Rex, to me, I am expecting to see the Houston Texans do the same thing they did with their quarterback situation a couple weeks ago, which means nine times out of 10, within the next couple of days to a week or so, we're going to see a release of one, possibly two running backs, because I highly 
doubt that the Texans are going to go into the season with six running backs on their roster and John I'm pretty sure this is something that you're going to get into yes we are expecting the Texans to be a run heavy offense in 2021 however once again six running backs out of a total of a 53 man roster I'm not buying it as we all know Nick Asirio is going around from position group to position group at these OTAs taking notes and possibly just possibly Nine times out of 10, I'm pretty sure he saw something in the running back group that made him say, you know what, let's go out and get a somewhat productive running back that can actually improve our run game. Now, John, before I give the floor over to you, I do want to mention this. I'm pretty sure out of these six running backs, nine times out of 10, we can make the assumption that Philip Lindsay has his spot secured. He's the youngest running back, and he's the most productive back out of the six. Now, I don't know about you, John, but I, I, I'm starting to get a sense that Buddy Howell might be out the door in the next couple of weeks. Now, once again, nobody is telling me this. I'm only speculating just based off of how the Texans went about their business a few weeks ago with the signing of Jeff Driscoll that ended up turning into the release of Ryan Finley. So if Buddy Howell is out the door, there is a good possibility that David Johnson or Mark Ingram one of them might be out the door as well. And if I had to pick out of the two, yes, I understand David Johnson did not have a great year in 2020, but I would not be surprised if Mark Ingram is not on this roster at the start of the 2021 season. And let me tell you why. Let's take into consideration that he is, in fact, the oldest running back on this roster. He is the least productive at this stage of his career. And not only that, he has the least amount of guaranteed money on his contract at only $500,000. So when you take all that into consideration, knowing that Nick Casario is going to cut down this roster, as he liked to say, competition, Mark Ingram has had a hell of a career, but I don't think he's going to be a part of this roster moving forward. What does Rex Burkhead do better than another running back on the roster. What 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 running back can do something on this Texan roster that Burkhead can't? And then you'd evaluate who can and who can't. Uh, you rank the running backs that you you have on your roster right now, which we all agree Philip Lindsay would be day one should be RB one. So then it'll go David Johnson, who's still on the roster, Mark Ingram, who you brought in in the offseason, now Rich Burkhead, and, and some of the other guys we hadn't played. The question I was seeing was, what does Mark Ingram do at this point of his career that Rex Burkhead can't? And, I mean, that's a real question that we – like, whatever Houston wants to do at running back, that's a real question that uh, will have to be really evaluated. Right now, you know, we don't know. Mark Mark Ingram is coming off injury, so is Rex Burkhead. Um, Last week, we we, you know, we heard that – Nick Asirio was taking notes at practice, you know, walking around. Maybe he just thought that position needed more competition. They're all about competition right now. So this could be strictly a move for competition to really evaluate your running back uh, depth chart. I don't expect some of the younger players who hadn't had a real opportunity to play in this league to really stick around. 
but one thing about Rex Burkhead is, you know, he 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 plays some special teams for you too. But he'll basically do some of the uh, dirty work, and also you may you may be able to use him in a dual backfield. Now that Cullen Gillespie is gone, he can provide some of their run blocking support out of the backfield as well. So uh, right now it's th- they're just having fun with this competition because they want to put a roster together that really fits whatever whatever direction they're going and philosophy, they want to put their roster together. So they're in like right now they're just in the mix of doing things that they feel collectively as a group coaching staff, whether it's coming from Nick Casario on down or vice versa, these are some of the players that we could use now to make this a more interesting group and kind of do what we want to do. Also, in my speculation is they will be a very run dominant team and they're they're going to really utilize their running backs uh, to kind of make this offense go. Hey, remember, David Cully is also a part of that Chiefs offense where they had Jamal Charles and the receivers really wouldn't utilize that year. They didn't have a touchdown, but they was a very good offense. And so he's looking at using that backfield. That's why they went out and got Brevin Jordan, I believe. And they also brought in a, a different tight end coach and Andy Bischoff, somebody who got uh, – Andy has what it takes to get these guys to a different level than where they are right now. So this offense could be very centered around their running backs and tight ends and using them all as weapons to make this offense really move. With nine delicious flavors, I'm definitely one of those passionate Bill Bar fans, and I have my favorites. I have the, the peanut butter brownie. I tell you guys about that all the time, and I'm finally coming around to the coconut almond. There's something for everyone if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. The bars carry 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. Go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at billboard.com. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost three hundred fifty three. 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices 
all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today is June 2nd, which means yesterday was the first day teams around the league could start making some of their first round of cuts after the first conclusion of the OTAs. Got me thinking, uh, I was a, a part of the train where I believe that Deshaun Watson would be heavily pursued and also Deshaun Watson would be, um, and the Texans would, would come to some type of terms on who he, he'd be going to. Um, I thought that after June 5th, that's where Houston would start making the move. Uh, that, that's changed for me now. I don't see a move with Deshaun Watson being made if it's not within the, if it's not within this month of June, I can see Deshaun being on this roster until 2022, uh, which you know will heavily play more into the Houston Texans' favor. So, um, still just gotta watch that situation and how that's going to develop, Cody. John, I'm actually surprised that you finally joined me on my island by saying that it's in the Texans' best interest to hold on to Deshaun Watson for another year. Now, look, we're not saying that because we're hoping that Deshaun changes his mind and suit up for the Texans and everything be all kumbaya. No, we're not talking about that. And John, listeners, I'm pretty sure you guys heard me say this before that Part of the reason why I want to see the Texans hold on to Deshaun is because one, it gives Deshaun the appropriate amount of time to fight this legal situation that he is in. And two, and most important for the Houston Texans side of things, I'm pretty sure going into next offseason, there are going to be a team out there willing to pay the real package of Deshaun Watson next offseason versus now. Because look, John, if they trade him today, next week, next month, by the trade deadline or whatever the case might be, I do not see the Texans getting true value for Deshaun Watson this year. Plus, when you take a look at Deshaun's trade market as of right now, the trade market is nowhere near as big as it once was. Because think about it. There was, what, 9 to 10 teams trying to get their hands on Deshaun when he originally put in his trade request. But a lot of them have went to their backup plans. You take a look at the New York Jets, the San Francisco 49ers, the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, the Miami Dolphins. Those five teams have made a move to say, you know what? We still want Deshaun, but we at least are going to wait until next offseason because, John, listeners, I guarantee you, two out of the five teams that I just named, if Deshaun Watson is still on the trading block come, let's say, next February, next March, two out of the five teams are still going to try to get Deshaun Watson on their team. That's still going to be there, especially if you're the Miami Dolphins who have a plethora of draft picks that you can move in order to get Deshaun. Now, there are a pair of teams who were after Deshaun, and they're kind of on the fence now, and that is the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. However, those two teams have switched their number one priority from getting Deshaun to getting Aaron Rodgers. And I do feel that Aaron Rodgers being on the trading block, or at least trying to be on the trading block, is another reason why we might not see a trade for Deshaun Watson going down this month 
or this year as of now. And then there are two teams who are still out there trying to pursue Deshaun Watson. That's the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Outside of the Miami Dolphins, I would like to see Deshaun get traded to the Eagles because I am a believer in Jalen Hurts and I would love to see Hurts come to Houston and lead the Houston Texans and take up the mantle as the Texans' new franchise quarterback after they have moved on from Deshaun. And then the Washington football team, look, if the Texans were to trade him to that organization, I feel the Texans will be getting, let's say, the base package for what a Deshaun Watson trade might look like. You're talking about two, possibly three first-round picks to go along with a starting caliber player who can nine times out of ten be a foundational piece to a rebuild here in the city of Houston. But with all that being said, of course, when talking about Deshaun, you cannot go without talking about the legal situation that he is in as of now. And according to Amy Dash, legal analyst of CBS Sports, she made an appearance on Sports Radio 610 on yesterday, and she reported that both parties, Tony Busby and Rusty Harden, they are trying to come up with a settlement, but there are two major factors that are getting in the way. One factor is money and the other is a disagreement on the non-disclosure agreement now john with that being said let's say in the next two to three weeks rusty harden and tony busby comes to this agreement and they are able to come up with a settlement do you or do you not feel if Deshaun and his camp are able to put this behind him let's say in the next two to three weeks do you or do you not feel that there is still a possibility that Deshaun Watson can get moved this summer or do you believe that that ship has sailed that deal will get done quickly but I just don't see all of that happening I don't not not at this point but about every day is getting more more intriguing to see what he actually does with his camp, which we discussed last week. I was critical of how do you guys let this happen? But, you know, it is what it is. You can't talk about Deshaun without talking about his replacement for this upcoming year, Tyrod Taylor, right? Tyrod Taylor has a 25 to one odd to become the 2021-22 comeback player of the year. You can bet on that, make you some extra money with Bet Online. Dot ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and your ufc mma boxing action don't sit on the sideline anymore this is your chance to get into the game head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online is your online sports book expert the promo code is locked on. Again, the promo code is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, locked on. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, LeBron James wasn't enough for the Los Angeles Lakers. Are they done? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Cody, man, watching Damian Lillard do what he just did, <laughs> against the Denver Nuggets and all to, to have that beautiful performance in on a CJ McCollum stepping out of bounds turnover. 
late in the double overtime. Those type of performances you never wanted to see go out that way, man. And it's funny that you mention that because watching Dame last night literally reminded me of Deshaun Watson. Like how many times this past season did Deshaun Watson have a game that was similar to the performance that we saw Dame had in the playoffs against the Denver Nuggets and you still come out on a losing end. And that's part of the reason why, of course, before all these allegations came out, it's part of the reason why Deshaun Watson won it out of Houston. And, you know, to close out this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, I just wanted to have a little fun with you guys. And John and listeners, just think, if Deshaun still had a good relationship with this organization, you have a very competent general manager in Nick Casario. Do you guys feel if everything was okay in the city of Houston, we would be sitting here talking about the possibility of trading for Julio Jones, especially after giving up DeAndre Hopkins a year ago? Very interesting thought. You know, I, I don't know if Houston would have had enough to give to Atlanta. They got their own picks. They got their own picks. They do. They They, they do. They do. Uh, but would it be at a, at the cost of affecting if this was you know hypothetical, affecting the Texans' future? I don't think so because think, think so? about it. Given Julio's age, if I'm not mistaken, I think Atlanta just asking for a first round draft pick and maybe a second rounder. I guess it would, it would really depend on hypothetically if everything was good and twelve off sixteen to Kirby. If everything was good and what they would have done to really build around Deshaun Watson, knowing that he's going to be here uh, locked in, this roster could be appealing if Deshaun is still here. But if I'm Julio Jones, I'm not spending the last of my years, and no no disrespect to Deshaun Watson, like, of course, I would love to play with a quarterback like you, but I'm not spending the, the rest of my years in the league behind a, a rookie head coach and rookie general manager. I'm going to go where I know there's some established coaching, winning culture, uh, not a rebuilding culture. I'm done, I'm done with that. So I think Julio would have looked at this situation in Houston and be like, man, hypothetically speaking, my boy Deshaun is down there. We don't know if they're cool or not, but, you know, that he knows that there's a great quarterback down here. He knows that there's a very good left tackle out here. He knows that um, – Philip Lindsay is a good running back, you know, but outside of that, Houston has way too many question marks for Julio Jones at this stage in his career. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Locked On Texans. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And really quick, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to remind you guys that the Locked On Podcast Network, at least on the NFL channel, is officially in the offseason, which means here on Locked On Texans, we are going to be every other day for the month of June. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. Until we talk again, Texan fans, peace. Enjoy your day. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.